0: Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My topic today, Hold 'em them or fold them is actually a shortened version of you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And of course, that's a poker term when you are trying to figure out if you uh, have the right cards and if you should hang in there and bet your life savings. Or maybe you should just fold and take what you've got and go off and be happy. But what does this have to do with spirituality? Um... It's kind of interesting because I've been doing this for a year and a half now, this podcast, and I start to wonder if I even know what I'm talking about. But beyond that, uh, what have I talked about this before and... How do I come up with new topics? And what do some of these topics even have to do with spirituality? Well, the truth is, is that everything we do has something to do with our spirituality because it has to do with how we appear or occur in the world, how we shine our light, how we interact with with the rest of the world. And that really should be coming from the inside out. And so many of us, well, almost all of us live from the outside in On in many ways. And of course, we have to interact with the material world. It's not that we are ever going to pretend like it's not there. But when we are little, and we just hear everything coming from the outside, we start to lose that ability to go within and be with that inner self. And so what we get to do as we get older is relearn that. Or actually, we knew it, And we forgot it. So maybe it's more about remembering than relearning. But anyway, it's about this whole thing of knowing who we are. And when we know who we are, which are brilliant expressions of the one source, then our lives work better. Now, one of the ways that our lives tend to not work very well or where we get confused is in this area of knowing what is ours to do. We live in a very codependent uh, culture where people keep thinking that they need to take care of each other and fix each other's problems. Now, there's a difference between taking care of each other and loving each other and supporting each other and doing each other's work for them. The truth is, is it's, it's that's really a waste of time because we can't do each other's work. I can't do your spiritual work for you. You can't do my spiritual work for me. You can't do my life for me. I have challenges in my life, and um, sure, it's good to talk about them sometimes. You have challenges in your life, and good, it's good to talk about it sometimes. But having other people do it for you, um, it might might provide a band-aid, it might provide a short break from what's going on, but it doesn't, it doesn't solve the circumstances, it doesn't change your life, nor does it change you on the inside. The only time we change on the inside is when we do our own work. Now, I like to read the columns in the paper online, the, uh, well, the British call them the agony aunts. They're the, the, where you write in with a problem and someone gives you an answer. Of course, Dear Abby and Ann Landers were the big ones when I was younger, and there's others now. And it's very interesting to me to see what kinds of things people write in about. So often people are writing in to say, this person I'm with is driving me crazy. How do I change them? We can't change other people. It's not our job. If someone's really truly driving you crazy, then we might start looking at this foldum thing. But before that happens, it's really a matter of understanding who you are, who the other person is, how you are working together, how you are not working together, and whether or not you can come to some compromise or agreement about how you're going to be in the relationship. And this could be, you know, romantic relationships, kids, whatever, whatever kind of relationships, work relationships. It doesn't matter. We're all in relationship with other all the, each other all the time, and so we we have to figure out. What is ours to do? What is theirs to do? How do we come together in the middle? What is ours to do? And then work from there. Trying to change other people and have them be the way you are is probably one of the biggest problems we have in this country, in the United States right now. I don't know what other countries are doing. I know what we're doing here. And we're, we're polarized in a way that um, often says, if you don't think the way I do, then you're wrong and I don't want anything to do with you. Really think about what that does to an actual relationship. There are people who go into major battle over how the dishwasher is to be loaded. When when it gets to that point, the issue is not the dishwasher. The issue is someone needing things to be a certain way for whatever reason. And again, that takes us back to figuring out what's going on with you and you know, what, what's happening in your head, if, if, you're the, if you're the one who wants the dishwasher a certain way, then what's going on in your head and why is it so important to you that it be done in exactly a certain way? And then you get to look at, is the other person not doing it the way I want them to because they don't care or are they doing it on purpose just to irritate me? You see how this gets bigger and bigger and bigger when we start getting into each other's business? I think it's a natural human trait to want what we want. And in the culture that we have, at least here in the United States, again, is because we have so much, it's I want what I want when I want it. And we don't have a lot of patience and we think that everything that we want should be here now. So the art of compromise is, well, it's an art. It's something that a lot of people have to relearn because we are in such a place where, where we're just wanting what we want. And we can't get past that. Then there's the other part. There's the, the feeling of obligation to other people. Even though if you're not getting what you want or what you need, because you're in a relationship, and again, this could be a work relationship, it could be any kind of relationship with the world, and, and you're in this in this thing, and it's not really good for you, and you know it's not really good for you, and yet you stay in it. And you keep thinking maybe it'll change, and that's partly how you get into trying to change other people. You keep thinking maybe there's something wrong with you, and if, if you do something different or if you're a little bit better, then it will change, and then life will be good. And sometimes it's not about all of that. Sometimes it's a very unhealthy situation, and you simply need to fold them. You need to get yourself out of there. Understanding that sometimes is not very simple. In, in cases of out-and-out abuse, it's, um, it's a simple idea. It's not always simple for people to get out of those kinds of relationships, but it's fairly obvious that when something is, is blatantly abusive or not good for you, toxic situations can actually be very subtle the little comment here, the little thing that doesn't work here, the the argument over the dishwasher going on for 15 years. And sometimes you just don't see it because it has been so gradual and so subtle. I will tell you that um, I come from a, a dysfunctional family, like most people, and it's only as I've gotten older as I've realized how dysfunctional my family was and how they chipped away at me so subtly that it it took me a long time to figure figure it out. I actually was very blessed to get into therapy when I was 19, but it still has taken me many, many years to realize what was really going on in that situation because, well, A, it was normal to me because that's where I was and that's all I knew, Uh, but also the fact that it was so subtle. And I never felt like, I knew I couldn't change my parents, I knew I couldn't change my siblings, I knew I couldn't change that. And again, I was very blessed because of the therapy, because of getting into new thought teachings when I was 25, I learned very young about changing from the inside out. And I also learned about releasing relationships that, that were not good for me. That doesn't mean that I ever had it perfect. I have, um, more than anything, I've stayed in jobs um that were toxic because I felt an obligation to the to the company or well, I kinda had that obligation to get in that paycheck. There was that in there too. But I have and I've stayed in a couple of friendships longer than was good for me because the other person had done something nice for me. And somewhere in my head, it was like, well, you know, you you took the thorn out of my paw, and now I have to follow you around uh, for the rest of my life and be grateful to you. And it took me a long time to learn that simply because someone helped me (laughs) did not mean that I owed them my heart and soul. I could say thank you, I could spend some time with them, and then I could let it go. And so learning to know what those boundaries are, learning uh, to see the signs when something is not good for you, learning to just pay attention is a huge step in spiritual growth. Now, this isn't about judging people. This is not about making other people wrong. I mean, I could sit and make people wrong all day long, But you know what? That's not going to change them. It's not going to help me, and it's not going to make anything better. What's going to help is my understanding that really, honestly, nothing is broken. Now, I know that sounds like a very radical idea, but consider this. Everything is the way it is right now. It just is. And we start to label it good or bad or somewhere in between. But the truth is, is a situation is the situation, period. It's just there. What we start to do with it, what we decide to do with it is where all of the judgment and naming comes in. And when we determine that we don't feel good in a certain situation, we don't feel good when we're with somebody, something isn't right here. I'm struggling every time I have a conversation with someone. I'm not comfortable in this area. That's when you start to look at, how long do I hold on? How long do I stay in this? And perhaps you start to go through the list of, if, I'm, if, I, if I leave this situation, am I a bad person? Am I letting somebody down? Am I turning my back on people? Am I a failure? All of that self-talk is really important to go through, but it's also important to understand that while we are here to love and support each other, we are not each other's saviors. We are each other's love and support. And at some point, everybody has to do their own work. So nothing is broken. There is nothing to fix, but there may be some things to change. And that is the important idea to understand, that When you look at a situation and you say, this is what it is, and then you say, it's not broken, it doesn't mean that you like it. It doesn't mean that it makes you feel good. It doesn't mean that you wanna stay in that energy, whatever that energy is, whatever that circumstance is. What it means is there's nothing to fix on the outside. There is something to change. And that change has to come from within. First, because if you decide to maybe uh, leave a situation, say you have a, a friend that you go to lunch with every Friday, and all of a sudden that's just not working for you, and you decide for various reasons that you don't want to do that anymore, you can stop doing that. But it's important to look inside yourself to discover what was going on with you you might want to look at what was going on with the other person but the most important part is what was going on for you did were you uncomfortable with with how this person treated you were you uncomfortable with the kind of conversation were you uncomfortable with the restaurant what made you uncomfortable what made you feel like it was time to make that change and and when you do that from the inside out you're not blaming the other person you're not blaming the situation you're simply saying i've been holding these cards and I'm, I'm going to fold. Likewise, there might be a situation that you don't really like, but you decide that it's really worth hanging in there and working it through. Again, that takes you into yourself first to discover what's going on with you because I have had times when I didn't like something that was going on and I had to go within and I realized that there was just something in me that was not clicking with what was going on. And then I would work through it and actually would come out and say, hey, this is actually pretty cool. I like this. I'm going to stay in it. Um, I had my own inner resistance to it. Um, It reminded me of something from the past, whatever it was. But it wasn't about fixing anything in the external world. We cannot change people. We can change ourselves. We cannot change an actual situation, but we can change how we react and or respond to it and actually I'll just take a little side trip here, I like to think of there's a difference between reacting and responding. Reacting is that gut reaction, that, that immediate reaction that you don't really think about. And responding is when you take the step back, look at it, think about it, and then take action. And so there's a lot of difference between reacting and responding. Responding is the higher vibrational way to approach something. And when you're doing that, when you're doing that evaluation in order to respond, that's when you're deciding whether you're going to hold on to it or you're going to fold and just walk away. This is sounding a little bit heavy to me about really deep, uh, heavy, abusive relationships and things, and I want to back it up to everyday life, whether you're, say, you're in an office and you work with people and maybe you you have something that you, you do, some routine that you do, some project that you work on and it's not working for you. And you can, you need to decide if there's a different way to do the project or if it's a project that you're not really suited for and you should ask to be released from it. There's a lot of ways to look at that. But if you look at the job itself or the project itself as being broken and trying to fix that, you're not going to get to the root of the situation, which is you are uncomfortable for some reason. So what you do is you just start to discover what it is within you that's not liking it. Is it something that you're not particularly good at? Is it something that you are really good at, but don't like to do? Is it the people you're working with? Evaluating the external environment, the external triggers is a really good way to help you go within yourself and say, all right, so blah, blah is doing this and I'm reacting or responding this way. And this is why or you could say this entire project is nothing but Excel spreadsheets. And yeah, I used to teach Excel, but just because I can teach the program doesn't mean that I like doing the kind of work that you do when you're working in Excel. So understanding where you are coming from, understanding what what is motivating you, what is making you comfortable or uncomfortable will help you figure out how, why you are acting reacting or responding to the external uh, things that are going on and when you start to understand yourself then you can decide again whether to stay in it or not. And if you have to stay in it, if it's a project at work that you can't get out of, maybe going within and finding out what it is that's making you uncomfortable will help you continue to work on the project and maybe not feel quite so miserable. Also knowing that perhaps this isn't a permanent situation would would help. So that's like for individual type situations but I'm thinking a lot about work situations right now and it's like when there's I've I've known so many supervisors who didn't exactly micromanage, but every time they saw some, well, I guess it was micromanaging, but when they saw somebody was having trouble, they just kind of jump in and start doing their work for them and you know support them. And they thought that they were helping and they thought they were supporting when what they were really doing was trying to fix somebody else's problems. We all have people in our lives who are fixers, and I am learning to uh, deal with people who are fixers by lovingly say, when they start to try to fix something, I simply say to them, there's nothing to fix here. I'm okay. And I have one friend in particular, and she's just the most lovely person, grew up being taught that it was her job to fix things. And so we have this great relationship when I'll come in and I'll say, okay, this is going on. And they'll they'll start to stand up to go take action. And I'll say, there's nothing to fix here. And they look at me with enormous gratitude, I must say, and they'll just sit down and go, okay, and then we'll talk about it so that they understand what's going on. So understand that there are people whose identity is wrapped up in being a fixer. That's what they do. That's on some level how they create their own self-esteem. And there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with it, except that the rest of us need to have our boundaries around that and lovingly teach, start to teach that there's nothing to fix because nothing is broken. There's some things to change and that change comes within. And when that change can come within, then the situation might stay the same, but you're just having a different relationship with it. And I think that's what it all comes down to. Well, actually it is what it all comes down to is that our relationship with the world is best when it comes from the inside out. Our relationship with other people is better when it comes from the inside out. Our relationship with ourselves is better when it comes from the inside out. And of course, the only way that you can have a relationship with spirit, with the divine energy, whatever you call it, is from the inside out, is when you go into your heart, into your deepest part of yourself that you know has never been touched by this world. And you can tell that because it's peaceful, it's quiet, it's serene. There is no concern about something needing to be fixed. There's no concern about something being broken. It's simply the knowing that everything is. It just is. And when you can come to the world, come to yourself from that inner knowing, that inner part of you that is so amazingly wonderful and stable and healthy and joyful, then you will be able to tell when it is time to hold, hold them, to stay with it, to persevere and keep going. Or you will be able to tell when it is time to fold, when it is time to walk away or do something different. Now, this comes a little bit late in the discussion, but it just came to my mind that when you decide to fold, there's a lot of ways to do that that don't mean just walking away from something. So think about this week, think about what it means to hold them, what it means to hold on, what it means to keep it kind of to stay with it and and see what happens. And what does it mean to when you decide to fold? Does that mean that you completely walk away? Does it mean that you just stop fighting it um, and, and find out another way to do it? There's a lot of different ways to look at this, and I would challenge you this week to work on that and think about it and look at how you deal with situations that you aren't particularly happy with. Do you just throw in the towel? Do you try to change it and fix it and make, you know, make things different so that you're more comfortable? Um, How do you tell the difference? Where are your boundaries? How good are you at setting them up? And how, often do you take that time to stop, to go within, to contact that inner self that knows exactly what is yours to do, and what is others to do, and how and when those things are to be done. And when you do that, You will find more harmony and peace in your life and your monkey mind probably won't be trying to solve so many problems because when nothing is broken, there's nothing to fix. That means there's no actual problems. There's simply challenges to conquer. I wish you a wonderful, beautiful, insightful week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sun and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.